study. Everybody, welcome to the long and awaited 13th episode of In the Study. I'm Ben Mycoolier, accompanied here by my good friend, along with co-host Jack John Jiggins. I'm both good friend and co-host. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I start off with good friend just because. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You gotta You're be sincere. Good? Yeah, and um, I don't. I wonder if people like the new intro. That in the study. Yeah. I feel like it's been getting stale. Just opening up with everybody. Welcome back to the long and no, no, no. We yeah. gotta come out with a bang. We gotta be recognizable. So when people play our podcast, they go, "Oh, damn." This is in the study. Yeah, they came for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, try- we're trying to break out, get a little more fluid, a little flowy. Yeah, I know. Just kind of have it more fun, more more personal, not this. Everybody, my name is Ben. No, yeah, we're in not the study. Right. Yeah, <sighs> Jack. We've had a long. We've had a hiatus again. Not really a long, long hiatus. Break. We just had. We just had a hiatus again since what was it? Yes. Late August last time. I we recorded? think something like that. It was just like school was right around the corner, and yeah, we, we said we were going to. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. The football games, everything. It's been all out of line, all out of sorts. Uh, August twenty sixth, actually. Today's August twenty third, so it's a little September twenty third, a little less than a month. Or September twenty third, yeah, a little, little less than a month. Still a long time. Yes, too long for my liking. But I, I really, really think that after this episode, we're gonna work down a schedule. I hundred percent. Um, I think Fridays are tough for right now, just because yep. I, I have pep band football game, yep. um, stuff like that, and I have work on the weekends. But that should be dwindling down. So I think we could find a maybe a day in the week. Okay. However, I know that we have a lot planned for this episode, mm-hmm. and it's not just gonna be talking about. Our schedule. So, Jack, That's without true. further ado, lead us into the first topic. All right, let's get cooking. So, for those of you who don't know, I am a pretty avid Premier League fan, uh, football fan, soccer fan, whatever you want to call it in general. But the Premier League has been going strong for about eight weeks now, eight or so weeks. And uh, this weekend, we had a, a really big development for my personal favorite team, Tottenham Hotspur. And essentially, here's the deal. For those of you who don't know, uh, one of Tottenham's key players is Hyungman Sun. He's a South Korean. He's a very good player. He actually was joint top scorer last year in the league. And he hadn't scored in his first eight games. He was, uh, he was having a complete drought, and he actually got benched. He had been playing oh, in the wow. Champions League, and he wasn't performing, so uh, Conte, the coach, benched him. So uh, this past weekend... Uh, while I was in Nashville, I found out that Sonny wasn't playing, and I was I was very upset, Ben. I mean, I I can understandably so. That's your favorite player, yep. great player. Um, I remember last spring when we started the podcast, I was all into football. I was all like, oh, I need to get into this. Yeah, I gotta pick a Premier League team. I ultimately settled on West Ham, but um, I never actually paid attention to how they are doing. Mm-hmm. Nor do I plan on no. You wouldn't. You don't want to pay attention to them this season. They're having a rough uh, season. That's what you said. So yes. I, I don't. I don't plan on it. I think. I'm yes. gonna sti- I think I'm gonna stick with with basketball, football, and baseball for right now. Or I just you don't even have to pick a team. Just if you ever tune in, just the Champions League. That's the yeah. A hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, the World Cup this year. That should be really. Oh, fun. I'm excited for that. So good. I'm not, that's I'm gonna not, be. A I'm not even a huge football soccer guy, and segment. I'm still super duper excited for the World Cup. Yes. So that's very much so. So yeah. yes, no. Sunny gets benched. Everyone's, you know, distraught. But I mean, I uh, I can't blame the coach. He uh, so he just wasn't performing. He wasn't performing up to his standards. He seemed a little, just rigid with the ball. He just wasn't playing as fluid as as he used to. We didn't know what it was. Maybe something, uh, with his family. Or we don't. We still don't know what it was. But it turned out to just be, uh, like 
sort of a mental block type thing, you yeah. know, when you get one of yeah. those, right? Yeah. yeah so, anyway, he's benched. Uh, Tottenham go up and they're on the second half, 3-2. They're playing Leicester City, right? And then he comes off the bench. He plays. He, he gets the ball for the first time. He starts driving down to two defenders. And he, bang, scores a belter. Curler, top right. One of the best goals I've ever seen. Pretty goal, eh? It's absolutely fantastic. And the crowd erupted because oh, they sure. love him. He's he's a super positive and super nice player. So they love him over in North London. And he's, he's really well-loved in the community as a whole. So everybody was super excited. His teammates were excited. The coach was excited. And he himself was, was really calm and sort of resolved to, to get back to his scoring uh, pedigree. So then he gets the ball again, Ben. Yeah, yeah. He gets the ball again outside the 18. He hits it again. He curls it, left foot. Beautiful goal. Right That's in? two. Right. I, I, this is within maybe 12, maybe less than that, 10 minutes of each other. He's already scored a brace, two goals, and, he, and he's playing out of his mind. Everyone's super excited. Leicester's absolutely shocked. They're getting devastated here. He gets the ball again on a counterattack, goes down, cuts inside, curls it it just sneaks right under the goalkeeper he scores a hat trick right off oh, the wow. bench hat trick hat trick no baby. goals in eight games comes off the he's bench back bang hat he's trick. back and he's back back i'm super excited for what that means for the team because he's a really dynamic figure and he's a really key player we've been succeeding without him uh richarlison and harry kane uh, don't worry if you don't know who those people are. <laughs> They've, uh, but they're, they're our forwards have been turning up. So it's Dan Kulazewski, a Swedish international. But you know we were really missing Sonny, and now that he's back. I'm excited to see uh, what he does in the league and in the Champions League as as we move forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I just had to talk about that. I know we don't have a lot of people who are avid Premier League fans or as interested in it as myself. But you know this is our podcast. Yeah, that's right. We do what so we want. We can this do what our we podcast. Want. So yeah, no that that's our that's our sports segment for the day. Yes, yes. Uh, there's really not much sports development on my side. Yeah. Uh, 49ers. I mean, really really <laughs> tough to see, really tough to see Trey Lance uh, fall down to an ankle injury up for the season. But um, so optimistic Jimmy G can get this team back to the playoffs. Red Sox, they're not good. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna finish around 500, not make the playoffs, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna save the Celtics for a later date once more information surfaces about the whole situation. coach situation. Yep. Yes, I agree. Yes. All right. All right, Jack. So, so this, we're just going to slide over. Sports segment done. And we're into our sort of, I don't really know what to call this. We sort of format these episodes. We do sports almost. Well, yeah, always we always first. kick that off. Always do sports. It's just a soft sort of intro. And we do a little bit of like a nuanced sort of question uh, before we get into like the super big picture. The super, super deep, super, yeah, super philosophical thoughtful. thing, yeah, right? But so our little, we'll call it our. Our nuanced question. We'll go. We'll come up with a name for it. Uh, but it is: How do you listen to music? Uh, okay. It's 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 a bit of a weird one, but you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, some people are really dedicated to listening. They have to listen to the full project. I know yeah. you're quite like that. I uh, yes. Um, they have to listen to the full record from start to finish, uh, probably like in one sitting, right? One session. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people are even more like it has to be a record. It has to be vinyl. Yeah. Have to have the headphones on. Uh-huh. It's got to be like strict listening, so they can really like encapsulate the flavor of <laughs> the of the project. But uh-huh. some other people 
I think yeah. most people aren't like that. Yeah. yeah. They like the song. They like the hits. They don't bother listening to the full album. Uh-huh. You know, they make their playlist. They have they have that. And some people are even less than that, where they don't have playlists. They just sort of just pick songs. They just throw songs on. Yeah, exactly. And then there are old people who listen to the radio stuff. <laughs> so, you know, we got, we got a lot of mix out there. But I was wondering for you personally, how do you uh, approach music as a musical man? So, sure. So, in an ideal world... If I could have every every single album or project that I have that I love on record, I would listen to it on record. Yeah. If I had a great stereo system, everything that would be the most optimal way to listen because you hear these nuanced and rich sounds and sounds you really can't hear from the audio recordings that are on our phones mm-hmm. or computers or CDs. But CDs. <laughs> other than that, I really don't have a preference about the medium through which I listen to music. It could be through the phone, computer. Um, see, like I said, it, it doesn't matter to me as long as I'm, I'm consuming the music I love. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a huge playlist fan. Right. I really do like to listen to albums. N- not necessarily in their entirety. The first listen is always in its entirety. Because okay. first listen of any new album or of any song I like from an album, boom. I am listening to the full album, track one to track whatever. In one sitting? In one sitting. Has to be in I- one sitting. Ideally one sitting. Okay. If not, I'll break it up. Okay. Um, it really depends on the album. But um, yeah, because I think that it's an album for a reason. It's a project. There's messages and, and there's themes that sort of um, transcend just one song. They're sort of interconnected and interwoven into this huge tapestry of the whole entire project. But if I'm just in the car, I'm just kind of driving to school or something. Um, I'll just put on an album and I'll listen to it. If I get tired, I'll switch the album. Just, I just kind of skip from song to song and yeah. different albums I like. So that's pretty much what I do. Um, but yeah, I really don't have a preference. I just like to listen and play music. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, how about yourself? Uh, I, I'm sort of mixed. I like individual songs sometimes. I just like, there's sometimes just one song that I I can, I literally just want to listen to it over and over. No, 100%, I guess that. Uh, because it's just so, you know, captivating. It's, it's got that novelty and it still has that novelty, which triggers the dopamine, et cetera, et cetera. And it just had lift uh, listen after listen and sometimes i just can't get enough of like one song but yeah. i definitely have i definitely fall into a bit of a playlist camp i have playlists for like different sort of settings moods in a way it's like one that's more relaxed a little more vibey if, if that makes sense a little more wavy no, i get it if i want to want to use words like that i want to get into that too i, I sort of want to create playlists of songs i love yeah but um i'm just too lazy to do that <laughs> i mean i listen to it it's easy of music. i just i'm I surprised know. yeah I, I listen to a ton of music though I right listen to so much music i don't know it's just i'm an album guy I just, yeah i know I, well i mean i think that's like I guess I suppose the classical way of listening. Oh no! Then again, mixtapes and whatnot. When I just like listen to the full project. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, so no. Sometimes a- album. Yes, I I really do enjoy. I I have been sort of just getting into that sort of uh, strategy of listening. I suppose is what uh-huh. you can call it. Version whatever. And uh, I do really appreciate it. Like. Um, 2014 Four Souls Drive, I think. Oh was yeah, big J Cole, big J Cole. Guy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great, great, great project. I I really enjoyed that, uh, and all the songs on. It. Even though I just like like the full experience, everything did have that connection. And then I mean, on that album, I feel like he's such a good storyteller. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. I have, yeah. Uh, yeah it's yeah. it's incredible. 
Yeah, it's like it's almost like a Kendrick Lamar project. You need to listen to the full thing because they're just so deep and so rich mm-hmm. in, me- in, in, in themes that you really just can't experience the whole entire experience. Right, no. Uh, just through a couple songs. Like, speaking of, you want to talk about, I mean, you know, we want to talk about one that has such levels of symbolism, themes, and it's actually just like, it almost transcends music in a way. It There's like... Art in the sense of pictorial, right? P- paintings, tapestries. Yeah, yeah. There's art in the sense of, you know, something to a level of grace and perfection. So, like, dancing, theater. Uh-huh. Uh, there's performative art. And then you have music artists, you know, things like that. And this sort of, uh, I'm talking about To Pimp a Butterfly, sort of transcends of all of that. Of course. Uh, because of, you know, the, the craftsmanship into it. And I, Ben, I can't, I'm gonna not going to lie to you. I know we talked about earlier in the week. <laughs> Dude, I can't finish it, not because of the quality of it. I just like can never get the time to just f- get over to. I think the last song's "Mortal Man," right? I don't yeah. think I. It's a long. It's Mortal a long Man. album. It is. It's a very long album. It's completely worth the listen. What is yes, it? and it's it, something that you have to listen to in its entirety yeah, because it's, it's about ninety minutes long. Think it like just the poem. Yeah, the poem. The poem throughout the whole entire. It's it's amazing. Seriously, like, I. I, I <laughs> like you I have went, to. I went it's to see Kendrick live this summer on the Mr. Morale tour. Oh yeah, it, it, I couldn't believe it. It was just. It wasn't even just a concert. It wasn't. He was on the stage. It was theat. It was a theatrical performance. It, w- yeah. it was uh, incredible. It was moving. He, he's. I think he's a generational talent. Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. I think he's. I. Th- I think he's the greatest rapper of all time. Yep. We've been very adamant about that. Yes, I think he's amazing. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. He's. He's top. Five top three for sure. Well, I, mean, I don't think anybody not even can just really about his that. storytelling, his delivery, and, and the different oh vocal inflections he can yes. use to to um, sort of give off these different emotions, that's, which he's trying to do. It's almost like different writing styles, like we see in John Steinbeck, right. how he goes from these long, very dialogue-focused chapters into these um, very introspective into John Steinbeck's his inner chapters, where he sort of uses different writing styles to show um, how he feels about uh, the capitalist organization of the economy mm-hmm. and stuff like that during the Dust Bowl and Great Depression era. So I sort of compare some of writing styles to the different vocal inflections and vocal techniques that um, artists use to also... I mean, there's a, there's a really captivating dichotomy there through, like, really sort of excellent, polished writers, rappers, mm-hmm. uh, and then sort of like entertaining writers, rappers, like sort yeah. of ones that they write good plots or they have, and then that's for writing. And yeah. then for sort of rapping, that's like the chorus is very entertaining. It's catchy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like gets, it gets the people going, yeah. uh, but then you have like the craftsmen. And there's, and there's, n- it's, there's need for both of those. Yes. A hundred hundred percent. Yeah. And, and the people that can blend the both are just They're great. Yeah. Everyone like yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. 100%. Like percent, like a John Steinbeck, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Kendrick, a hundred percent. I've the I've I couldn't figure out how to listen to him. I wanted to, but I just couldn't quite figure out how to yeah. do it. And then I saw I was like, P- "To Pimp a Butterfly" is one of the greatest albums of the generation. I was like, "All right, I'm yeah. just gonna go for that." Yeah, and and I don't regret. It. I still have to finish it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a really fantastic yeah. uh, project. I mean, it's my favorite Kendrick project. Um, I really, I really, I mean, favorite is a very loose term because I think all of them are ten out of tens. They're all amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Butterfly, uh, Good Kid, Mad City, Mr. Moran, The Big Steppers, Damn. Uh, they're all amazing. Mm-hmm. Section eighty. Like they're just all great projects, and you really delve into the mind of Kendrick. Uh, so it's it's great, and each one is seemingly about sort of different aspects of his life. So sort of this new projects about 
developing and sort of uh, looking at himself. A very introspective project and sort of a mat- Mr. Morale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mr. Morale and maturing and stuff. So it's I, I'm getting off topic, but no, uh, this, I mean this is no, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I think uh, like the music. I think that. Kendrick Lamar. It's almost like when we read Amsco for history. I think mm-hmm. hundred, two hundred years down the line, when when students are studying the art forms from our generation, I think Kendrick Lamar is going to be one of those key figures that they have like to know. Like a Tupac? Know. What? Like a Tupac? Not not even like that. Like you you, you know how like a Bob Dylan. Okay. Of our era, you know. Oh, how, I see. Like, like even beyond that. Yeah, beyond like he, like he fits into the genre into the the sort of. I don't really know how to explain it. The, the feeling of the people. He speaks for the people. Like the almost. generational yeah, voice. Yeah, like a generation. Yeah. 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 yeah That's yeah. really no. I hundred percent agree. He, he's he's definitely a, a one of a kind talent, one of a kind artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I I just came up with this on this topic of you know album songs, music, etc. We can bring back a very old, not old. Oh, not old. We got a give very dear. A very dear segment of ours, which is the Mount Rushmore. And uh, I think we should do... What are you going through right now? Though We can go through the uh, the Mount Rushmore of musical projects, of albums. That's what I was I was going to my... Uh, I was going to say, are you going through? I'm going to my to topster, see? but yes. Uh, and, you know, see where you're at. So whenever you're ready, Ben, go So you me. want me to start off? I will like you to start okay, off. Or maybe so I should... Yeah, go for it. I'll start off, sure, yeah. so sure. So for my Mount Rushmore, so four albums right now or just that, I, that I'm really listening to or of all time that I really love? Like go for all time. All time? Sure. So I'll go with um, The Act of Forgiveness by Scary Pool Party. Hmm. That has to be my favorite album of all time um, by my favorite artist of all time, really, Scary Pool Party. I'm going to see him live in a week from tomorrow. So cool. Super excited for that. So I guess that would be my first one. Second one, I'm going to go with Freedom of the Sun by Yoyama Hirodo. It's sort of this jazz hop, um, jazz hop, jazz hip hop, really jazz influence of pop. Jazz For those hop. of you who haven't watched Ben's review of Fortunate Sun, For- I. Fortunate Sun? Or is it not Fortunate Sun? Freedom of the Sun. Freedom of the Sun. We were talking about Fortunate Sun. We were talking about Fortunate Sun earlier, yeah. No, Freedom of the Sun. That's the one you did the review on, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not mixing that. Yes. No, you're good. You got to go to Ben's YouTube channel. Got to <laughs> watch the review. Very captivating review. Lots of good analysis, good language. Uh, very passionate young creator who I think is going to be a great star. I got, I, got, I got another video on the horizon. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, in the works? Long, a long one in the works, but I got to get through this college, ra- this yeah, college this, essay this writing is, first. This um, is the case. So I have two so far. Yep, uh, two. Number three, I'm going to go with Ants from Out There by Black Country New Road. Mm. Um, it came out this year. I, it's it's number two on my list of all albums of all time. I pulled up my list right now. So right now I have three albums, Act of Forgiveness, um, Freedom of the Sun, and Ants from Out There. My fourth album. Hmm. This is a tough one because I, I have multiple that I really, really love. I could go with uh, The Incredible True Story by Logic. I could go with The Pimp of Butterfly by Kendrick. I could go with The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem. There's a lot of avenues I can go, and I think I'm going to go with The Melodic Blue by Baby Keem okay. because I'm, uh, that's more so of right now because right now Baby Keem is my number one artist on Spotify. Oh really? I cannot get enough of Baby Keem. <laughs> She's just on reap. The Melodic Blue is my number one played album. Of what this is what's your genre? I'm not familiar. Like with. my preferred genre. No, no, no. The 
the artist you're referring to, right? Baby now. Keem, Lamont yeah, Blue, yeah. Uh, hip hop, hip hop, okay. yep, yep, yep. He's cousins with Kendrick Lamar. Um, I saw him live too. Oh, it was awesome. I I love Baby Keem. <laughs> no one gets me as hype. He's like he's like my powerlifting hype oh, yeah. man. Even though I don't know him, he doesn't know I know him. Right. But he's just in he's my ears. Boy. He's just I'm just like. <laughs> so Baby Keem's my hype man, a hundred percent. So, Baby Keem. Uyama Hiroto, Black Country New Road, and Scary Pool Party are my top four right now. Jack, your turn. My just, I should have gone first because I realized my list is like not as cultivated as yours because I just straight up haven't listened to as much music as yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. I do have to put 2014 Forest Hills Drive on there. I just that's just an easy one for me. Mm-hmm. It was just one I, I really enjoyed. There aren't that many songs on there that. I dislike just two. Um, it has my favorite J. Cole song of all time on it. And uh, I like the storytelling aspect of it. I like the the production of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last song, it's not really a song. It's just where it goes on sort of like a whole, I don't want to call it rant, but extended uh, epilogue sort of thanking yeah. everybody and just doing stuff like that. I just, I, I, I think that's pr- present on a, a lot of things, but... Um, I really enjoyed that as well, even though it's not necessarily a musical aspect of it. Um, well, when I was listening to Kanye, I was going through, so I listened to College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, some of 808s and Heartbreak, uh, but the best one of that is obviously My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh. But you don't like it? I'm not a huge Kanye fan at all. Yeah. Some of it's... Some of it's not great. I don't know why. I actually I listen to Jesus Kings too. Not to don't inter- know why. Not to interrupt your your <laughs> your Mount Rushmore, but I've just never been a Kanye guy. How come? I don't know why. I I literally but don't know because why. because of his just you don't know. No, you don't like even, the music? even a while ago, even before oh, all okay. his his recent news and stuff. No, I just haven't really connected with him. I guess I really like the late registration. I think that's my favorite project, but it's not even yeah. I mean, I think my no, I t- really liked. I really liked My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, that was okay. Yeah. I know. But um, hey, to each their own. Keep going. Yeah, your turn. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, your taste is far more. Um, what's it? Like a cultivated palate. You know what I mean? Sure. Like a, developed. Like a top chef. Developed. Sensitive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'll throw that on there. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else? Uh, KOD's fine. The off season was fine, not compared to 2014 though. So I don't know if I can put it above them. I didn't love you know Igor. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was fine. One of like just a few of the songs didn't land for me, but a lot of them, a lot of them are quite good. Mm-hmm. Blonde is really good. Mm. Um, I know you don't like Frank Ocean. Yeah, how do you know? Because we've talked about oh, it before yeah. multiple times. I don't, I don't know. Just same thing with Kanye. I just can't connect yeah i am gonna put blonde on there actually uh blonde over channel orange i didn't i don't know if i was just missing something but channel orange is like it's uh sort of weaving aspect it's serendipity i suppose i'm not sure if i'm using that correctly (laughs) um but it's synergy yeah we can say that like it's synchronity 
I'm making up words at this yeah, point. Yeah, dude, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, I don't it just didn't, I didn't feel like it was like a full tapestry, like a full piece. It just felt like individual things grouped together. Yeah. And so I didn't fully connect with that. But Blonde, definitely, it's weaved. It has that duality aspect in it, obviously, which shows up in Nights, which I always, one of my favorite songs. I know it's really boring, uh, but Ivy's on there. So, um, Nights is on there. Pink and White's on there. All great songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what am I three? Yeah, you have lost my beautiful or er, um channel R no uh, blonde, blonde. Excuse me, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy album. Ooh, I should put kind of blue on there. Oh, by um Miles Davis. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been listening to that. I actually I bought the vinyl for that. I really I have the vinyl too. Really liked it. It's a good. It's super good. Uh, oh, I would put movie soundtracks on there, but I feel like that's cheating. The off-season was eh. I haven't listened to that one. Yeah. It's got to be that. It's got to be kind of blue. Cole tickets. Next that's time he good. tours. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Kind of Blue. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, 2014 Forest Souls Drive. And Blonde. That's a good mix. That's a good list, too. Yeah. That's a good list. Yeah. Two good lists right there. I like that. Yeah. There you go. If you were looking for music, go for it. Have fun. But yeah. you probably listen to all mine. Probably haven't listened to all Ben's though. I had a feeling a lot of people have not listened yeah, to three of the four of which I've named. Yep. But hey, I like it. Yes. I mean, okay. You know, the practice taste. Yeah. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I say we move into the meat and potatoes. Of the oh yes, Jack. yes, yes. The, those those deep questions those that we deep seem questions. to always run into. Sort of, sort of just happens. We sort of run into it. And uh, this one's, well, I mean, if we can be honest, Ben and I, I usually come up with the deep question idea and then Ben sort of gives it the test where it's like, I don't like that. I do like that. And then that's sort opposite of Opposite today. Uh, today, it's opposite. And so, Ben, what do you have cooked up for us? So, I have two questions cooked up for us. I was sort of just thinking in the gym today. I was, I was looking at Instagram and I'm like, huh, what? Is your defining moment so far, Jack? Has there been a moment in your life where it's like, wow, this has molded me, this has shaped me into the person that I am today? That's a tough question. And it's tough because, sort of looking back, I live like a pretty, I like to think like gradual life. Does that make sense? Like, it's not like a plateau, but it's like, it's like, a rise in development in like progressively slow increments. It's not like huge spikes and drops and so stuff like that. So, but you're saying that it's it's not completely linear either. It's sort of yeah. Just it's not completely linear. Ups and it's, downs. It's ups and but downs. It has a trajectory of up. It's trajectory of up, but it's it's not like it's definitely not. It's not a straight line. It's really powerlifting. Um, but it's not it's not uh you know massive leaps and then huge drops. So yeah. Like that's what I consider like a very drama filled life. Yeah. Like big events. Like r- I mean and I mean major events, uh, that are sort of like life impacting forever. Um, but trying to trying to think. I mean I sort of this is so silly and I, I always think it's silly, but it sort of encapsulates everything I've um gone off from. In eighth grade, that we we had to give graduation speeches, like we had graduation speakers. Uh huh. I think I may have heard the story, yeah, but you keep pr- going. You, you probably heard this. Keep going. Not from you. Oh, from other people. I think so. Oh I know. Oh my keep god, going. that's awful. I could be completely wrong, but keep going. And so I, we all had to write them, but yeah. only some people wanted, like, could request to speak at 
eighth grade graduation, which I always considered was ridiculous, but that's besides the point. So, you know, I volunteered. I've been doing, like, model UN and my clubs and whatever, but I never, like, formally public spoke or given a speech to that degree. So I auditioned, I suppose, of what it was, is what it was in front of the teachers uh, with my speech. And I ended up uh, winning, I su- in qu- air quotes, uh, the spot to speak along with my good friend Sayadaga. And so, you know, I got to speak at graduation, which was eighth grade graduation, which is like a super minor event. Uh, it was a big deal for you back in the day. Yeah, no, it would have been a big yeah. deal for me back in the day. I mean, there was a lot of people there. Like, there oh, were yeah. a lot of people Yo, there. Yeah, yeah, because of like the families. It was like the. F- it was actually it's the it was the w- entire Wachusett Gymnasium. Yeah. Uh, and then all the kids in front. So, I thought I I delivered, and it's really funny because in that speech I talked about how you know what's the point of this graduation? What are we celebrating? Like, what have we done? And I, my whole thing was you know we haven't done anything yet, but. We don't know what we're going to do. We don't know where we're going to go. Uh, and in years time, I'm I was sort of saying, you know, congratulations for coming this far, but we have we have a lot to do, and let's see where we're at in the future. Yeah. Little did I know, what would occur for everybody. Oh and, yeah. And what we would all have to in enjoy. freshman year. Yeah, as a people, <laughs> as as a society, as a class, and you know now it's like sort of cool to see like the full circle of everything where like people are committed to college people are doing like really amazing things within the community and setting themselves on really good paths people are impressing incredibly you know academically socially personally musically like you thank uh, you and others so you know it's thinking about that and i guess it's not a defining moment just for me but like a moment where we sort of cast our eyes forward and now it's fun to look back on where we would look forward which is kind of paradoxical that's the only one i'm thinking mm-hmm. and there's another one uh that i can't really talk about um uh it happened this summer it's nothing like sad or major it's just oh. something yeah that's private for me sure um, so yeah those are the only two i'm thinking what about you what do you got so i also have one that was huge for me a huge 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 life-defining moment that again is super private, and I'm not sure if I feel comfortable sharing it. This happened, I'd say seventh, sixth grade. It was it was a big development in my family, mm-hmm. but um, I'd say. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I would say that probably discovering powerlifting. Yeah. I would say that that has shaped my life and molded me into the person I am today. Um, so I, I discovered powerlifting and pretty much the gym in general in quarantine. My brother introduced me to it. Um, back in freshman year, I was so, 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 so nervous all the time. I, I barely had any, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was very, my social circle was very, very small. It's pretty much me, Lucas and Eddie. And, um, I, I remember lunches, dude, were the scariest thing ever to me. I remember I would shake at, I was so nervous in freshman year going to lunches because I was just didn't know who I was going to sit with. I was so afraid of what people thought. Y'all should have seen this kid, All man. The t- I was Y'all should have so, seen this dude, kid. I was so nervous. My bus would, I didn't know what to do. If Lucas wasn't there in the morning when my bus got there, mm-hmm. I would, I would just, I would panic almost. Like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go to the locker room, go to the bathroom, fix my hair or whatever, even though my hair isn't really one that fixable. I yeah, fixable. <laughs> I would, I was just so nervous all the time. Uh, I really didn't know how to get myself out there. And then I discovered the gym and that sort of boosted my confidence, I guess. 
that sort of gave me this mental refresh re- refreshment um and also sort of gave me that confidence like i just said it, i felt more comfortable in my body and my own skin and so um i think that has made has also sort of trickled down into other facets of my life i think it's made me more passionate i think it's made me more uh it definitely has shaped my work ethic because if there's one thing i've learned through powerlifting is that progress isn't always going to be linear you're not you're not always going to just keep going up on this straight perfect line of strength uh there's outside factors and and there's and there's stuff that's going to make you go up and down and up and down and up and down but over time like you like we mentioned earlier that trajectory is going to be Upwards, positive hopefully. going upwards um and i think that's sort of allowed me to look at life in that fashion too that life isn't always going to be just steady line of yep. maturity and growth that it's going to have these ups and downs and learning moments that we can use to get back on that track and to bounce up again because once we hit a low once we make a mistake we learn and we go up mm-hmm. and i think that up is uh, that that little trajectory up is high, is high, longer than that little trajectory down. Right. So it's always going to be going like up. the return on investment but, is but huge. Yeah, yeah. But it, it made me realize that mistakes are an important part. Mm-hmm. Um, progress isn't always going to be linear, and that humans are imperfect beings trying to be perfect, and that's impossible. Yep. Make mistakes, learn from them, and then just try and fix them. Not fix them. Just try and learn from them. Right. Like I just said. Yeah. So I'm rambling right now, Zach. Jack. <laughs> so. Do you have another life-defining moment, or is that about it for you? I think that's probably about it. I mean, the, like, the more you think about it, it's... When you try to pick one thing, you realize it's actually a product of everything, if that makes sense. Sure. It's like everything's a climb, and then that life-defining moment, quotes, is mm-hmm. usually, for most people, like a tipping point. Like, something has just gone over the edge. But really, there was, like, maybe years, months, days, whatever, hours going into the to the climb up to that defining moment other pe- i mean i'm not saying that's like that for everybody what's going on no i'll say now that you mentioned that i think my discovery of powerlifting in the gym was a very very long journey to get there even though i didn't realize it mm-hmm. i remember eighth grade year um i was super self-conscious body dysmorphia everything like that um i lost a significant amount of weight on an, an, an unhealthy amount of weight mm-hmm. to the point where my doctor's like this isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. I gained more weight and then I got self-conscious about that again, even though like, it was just something in my mind just t- kept telling me to lose weight. I, I don't know what it was. Um, so and then I discovered the gym, like self-confidence, everything. I skipped yep. the gym, everything like that. It was just, uh, just looking back on it, it makes me emotional. I'm not going to lie. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I really can't imagine my life. No, it's an impactful journey. I, I literally like cannot imagine around. my life if I didn't have I didn't even powerlifting. I didn't even know the kid, like before. Like, Nobody did. Everyone, everyone asked if I transferred. A lot of people asked that June really? last year. Yeah, because I was just. No, st- I knew you were. I know you knew, but a lot, a lot of, a lot of um, new people I met and friends that I've met. Oh, I got gotcha. you. That they're like, did you go to our school freshman year? I go, yeah. like even Todd. 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 Oh my god. I was Todd. Todd's a, gr- a good friend of mine. Great kid. Uh, I love Todd. He's funny. Freshman year, I sat with him every science lunch I had. He had no idea who it was. I don't think I spoke a word that lunch. When I met him junior year, didn't even know who I was. Right. Well, I mean, like, it's, like, physically, and, and I'm not, and I physically, you just did look different. 100%. You came when, after the lifting. I definitely, I also definitely hit puberty in quarantine. Also, like, <laughs> like the combination, so, yeah. like, everything was, like, the hair different, 
yeah way like bulkier and uh-huh. like, muscular sense not in, like skinny and like the confidence and you could really see it in the outward appearance even that like the confidence and still sort of being secure in my body is still still a journey yeah i'm not I mean, nowhere near i want to be things. but yeah some people more than others but so um in short i guess my life defining moment of discovering powerlifting has taught me to love the journey but also realize that there's going to be ups and downs. You just got to keep going through. You got to keep pushing. Yes. I mean, besides, like, the speech, I don't, it's like a trophy in a way. Yeah. Like, the win isn't, I'm not even talking about the speech as well. I'm talking about it uh, in a conceptual sense. Oh, the win isn't the trophy. Like, mm-hmm. the win is the win and everything that went into it. The trophy is just the quantifiable factor. Yeah. So, like, I'm saying, like, the speech is, for me, is probably, like, the quantifiable factor. There are other things that I've sort of engaged in. Like, my discovery of, um, like, professional soccer players, like, Ronaldinho and things like that. Uh-huh. Like, seeing people, like, do things really drove my passion for the sport. There are other things that I prefer not to talk about. Um, just, just private things, that's all. Yeah. Nothing, like... Yeah, uh, familiar major or anything like that. No health, nothing like that. But there are other things like that that have you know impacted me. But you know, after that speech, it's like you know what I mean. You can talk to a whole crowd of not just oh, kids yeah. but adults, captivate them, and then if you can do that in front of a crowd, like where else can you go? And it, and people, we we've we've seen that develop into a little bit of a thing in you know certain settings with clubs and manag- managerial. Yeah leadership the speech debate all that stuff is, is stuff i really enjoy i'll say this jack is probably the best public speaker and the best speaker in general i think i've ever met uh, I'm, I'm not even just saying that to to just say that i'm not even trying to please you or anything i'm just saying hearing you talk and hearing you analyze on the spot is really amazing uh you, you provide really coherent sentences and it kind of blows me away how quick you are on the spot and how how your voice sort of projects like it comes off very strong very i would i don't want to say authoritative because it's not but it comes off as well informed and sort of confident thank you you're I very good sp- you're very very good public speaker i appreciate that yes we have we have quite a few it's but you are too everyone no i'm not don't i, I think so I th- well in, th- in this setting yes in this setting but yeah. dude, like in class dude i get so nervous to raise my hand in class I never, t- I never raise my hand in class. You notice that? <laughs> yeah, in GoPro especially, I expect you to do it a lot more. Oh, I get um, so nervous. I don't you know can't, why. like, I know you can, because like in this setting, you you do provide a lot of uh, str- strong points. Yeah. And, you know, everyone. I mean, everyone. I've got a lot of comments about like your voice just on this. It's oh. very good voice for whatever reason. I appreciate that. that. Is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. We have we have quite a few good speakers. Uh, my friend Gabrielle, very good speaker. Very good speaker as well. Uh, uh, yeah, she's a very good speaker. Yes, very very talented. Uh, Ella Hogan, a friend of mine as well, also very. I'm good not speaker. familiar with her, but I d- I yeah. do know that she is a very good. Yep. she's very good. So at yeah, no, we have well. quite a few, but yeah, no, it's something, it's something I do. It's something I work at. It's something I was raised to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that sort of leads us that the the powerlifting stuff and the public speaking stuff does sort of lead us into the second bit which is uh what excites you what excites you you want to talk can you can you elaborate on that just like a little sure 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 i think uh, so uh, this is a very very open-ended question Mm -hmm. there really isn't uh defined limitations to what the answer can be more so what what things in life sort of excite you what what gets you excited that like wow i am 
a living person on this world. I don't know how. I don't know why. All I know is that I'm alive. And there are things in this life that make me extremely happy. And I want to do it every day. Like for me, I won't talk about any more powerlifting. You, I mean, that's... That is my, my number one passion. Mm-hmm. Number two is definitely playing the drums. Listening to music in general. I love playing the drums. Um, someone asked me, hey, you want to come jam? Yeah, I'll be over. Mm-hmm. You need to my kit? Yeah. Um, hey, we need a drummer to sub. Yeah, sure. It's fine. I'll, I'll be there whenever you need me to. I'll call off work. I don't care. <laughs> no, seriously, I've done that. Yeah. I mean, so um, 100% playing music and sort of developing and becoming a better drummer. Um, reading and writing, too. Um, I love writing. Uh, I think this past summer year like since spring i've been reading a lot i've sort of developed a passion for that but uh but i love writing i really really do love writing uh i journal stuff like that that helps my mental health everything but i do love writing and hopefully i can carve a career out of that that would be fantastic that would be fantastic dream yeah so i guess i'd say for passions those three but also seeing people smile i don't know why that really makes me even if it's not from me, not even if I don't right. make people smile, just seeing people smile makes me smile. That's a good. That, I really like that for like two reasons. One, obviously, people smiling is like a good thing. Right? Yeah, that's easy. But like, the second one is is like the other three were more sort of grandiose, like bigger, yeah. life central sort of passions objects. Yeah. Uh, whereas like that one's you know that's an everyday thing and that's a little thing, but like when you can find beauty in that little moment like like you do yeah, that's, like, that's really nice like i really do believe in um finding beauty in the tiny things of yes because um, it's everywhere every everywhere you look there's beauty all of the time but this makes you smile i love doing this too yeah, this is fun it, it clear, <laughs> i told jack i'm like this clears my head out i literally just talk yes it's good it's it, it's just it's, it's therapeutic even if we like even if nobody listened like nobody at all including ourselves there would just be something there's just something about it. I just know it's there. Yeah. It's I just know that I've s- I've spoken my mind. It's, you've expressed yourself. Yes. Yeah, self-expression. It's a form of self-expression. Yep. We have talked about that before, I remember. So. What about me? How about you, my friend? Yes. I got to put, I actually, I like, I talk about it a lot, but I really do have to put soccer, football in there. 100%. Ever since, I actually wrote an essay about it. You remember that, right? And if you like oh yes, I, remember I, I remember that narrative essay exactly. Tottenham Hotspur playing Ajax yes. in a in a friendly, right? Non- no Champions League semifinal. Was it now? Yes, yes. Oh wow, that's why it was I, so major. Yeah, I thought it was. Ju- I th- oh wow, that yeah. is big. It was really, it was really great game. Uh, so yeah, ever since that game, ever since I discovered like Ronaldinho on YouTube. If you don't know who Ronaldinho is like. That's one thing if you take from this, if you want to like, ah, this soccer stuff is ridiculous, watch some clips of Ronaldinho and you'll see that, you know, there are just, there's just some people who are just magic uh, with the ball. Uh, but besides that, so yeah, no, ever since like those two things, I've been really, uh, I've been in love with the sport, uh, just like the tactical side of it. I love there's something they call it the beautiful game for the reason I never understood that because if you're watching it from a layman's view it's super boring mm-hmm. like if you watch the wrong game you watch England oh my god they just pass it around the defense the <laughs> whole time it's so boring nobody cares uh, but if you watch like you watch a good game 
or if you understand the tactics or you're watching like a player, one of those three things, you can see a lot going on. And then there's some beautiful artistry, craftsmanship that happens on the field. You can appreciate a good pass. You can appreciate what they can do. It's something that if you ever play, if you ever play this in a little bit of a game, no matter what type of game, you'll appreciate it even more what you see on the field. There are little technical things that you'll miss. So, yeah, no, I'm not enough rambling about that. Um, no, I, yeah, no. I've rambled this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so- soccer, football, definitely. I want to go to the World Cup in 2026. Uh, I want to go over to England and watch. I've wanted to do that ever since I figured it out. I was thinking about applying to schools there. That's, oh, you did tell me that. That's how much. I'm not going to because we decided that I need to get used to American college culture before I just culture oh, yeah. shock myself into England. Uh, but I'm going to be getting over there within the next five years, and I'm adamant about that. Uh, so if I'm willing to do that, that's got to be one. Um, you know, energizes me. Uh, learning, in a way. Like, 100%. discovering new information. And more, moreover, not just new things. Because novelty is good. But, like, if I learned that there was, like, a new type of brick, I wouldn't be energized by that. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I would something like I I throw that under under me too because I love to learn, especially yeah. about things I'm passionate about. Yes. So yes. So yeah, exactly and and about. even especially when you can make connections between your passions, like when we started talking about basketball, I started watching it right, yeah. watch the finals, and I sort of saw it and I saw like connections to soccer, like the way the passes need to be thread, the cuts, the exp- like. The, the team tactics and setting up the plays I saw a lot of parallels there and I was like that's so cool yeah like the parallels between those sports the dribbling especially oh yeah dribbling in basketball like dribbling in soccer if you have like really good players with good dribbles skills or handles you know what I mean yeah yeah so yeah connections between that I, I always found that like really inspiring and I'm always trying to find like like learning just like just learning new things like I picked up some philosophy over the summer I uh, I was I've been reading a lot more nonfiction as opposed to fiction. Um, like I was reading about the neuroscience of exercise, Teddy Roosevelt's biography, Bobby mm-hmm. Kennedy. You know, what I mean, like just these little subjects, these little niches, and then you know, just discovering something and then connecting it to all this stuff. Because it's one thing to learn to discover something new, but it's another thing where it sort of fits into your life and it connects to a lot of things. Uh, so that's really cool. Recently, I've been like, I've been really after like evidence-based studying mm-hmm. and like learning and things like that to try to like improve that it's like meta learning learning yeah. how to learn which is you know super nerdy but like hey. uh you know I'll, I'll take it man and then um i don't i'm i like music not the extent to you do i wouldn't yeah. call it a passion i'd call it an, a hobby or an interest um and you know well i don't know how to speak I gotta figure out a phrase this properly so I don't come off arrogant. But like speaking, leading, that sort of thing, that sort of niche, like that is something that it's not like something I actively do. It's not like an extracurricular. Yeah. But it's something that I find myself doing and it, I don't necessarily shy away from the task. Like Oh no 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 no. Um, you know, if if I I wanna, you know, figure out where to go next and not necessarily it's not taking charge, yeah. But it's like helping people move forward, like helping people like solve their problems, help them with something that they're struggling with, or just like helping everybody get organized and then bringing them all together as a collective and and leading that sort of initiative. Yeah. 
that is something that I've I've always been adamant about since I was like since I was little. It's not it sounds <laughs> it can be easily misconstrued as someone who's power hungry. Yeah, no, 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 I don't take that as all. I mean, I don't I I know you personally, but I I don't find that from you. And at there all. are some people who are definitely like that where it's yeah. like they are just flat out power hungry. It's not like the helpful helping people or the leadership or the stewardship. It's having control, having power, being above everybody. That's really not what I'm in it in it for in in mm-hmm. all situations. It's really to help people move forward for the people and to and to get it done in an effective fashion. So because you know, I don't want to be the only one who wins. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a one, one a person who leads can't be the one who's like vying for power because then once they have the power, it's about consolidating it. The person who leads uh, is put in that role because they need to have greater influence in order to bring everybody up with them. So if I don't bring everybody up with me or people don't like what's going on or people don't feel heard, then I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to do that. I want to be seen as someone uh, that that can lead, not necessarily that should lead, but that can lead. And if we, if we wanted that person uh, to lead, uh, that they wouldn't mind sort of advocating for me. Yeah. That's a really long, like, that's it. That almost felt like a political ad, but it's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, I mean, didn't Mr. McTighe say that you could be a speechwriter or something I like that? I think something like that. Yeah. He said, like, political analyst. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Not yeah. He didn't say politician, which I was thankful for because I, some, I, I don't know if I'm cut out to be a politician. Those people are really, really a little more ruthless than uh, yeah than people perceive me to than be. J- than John Jack Jiggins. Yeah, right. I'm going to start <laughs> John. Is that we're going so to formalize that? Is that my I title? So. I think John so. Jack Dickens? Yes. So I think that was a pretty good episode. I agree. Um, I think we should end it there. I just have one more thing to say about the John Jack Jiggins. Um, in AP Lit today, we got folders. And we had to decorate the front. <laughs> and my whole entire decoration was just Jack's name. <laughs> so people think it's Jack's, but it's actually It's mine. actually Ben's. It's kind of smart, though, because I know it's not yours. Like, I know yep. it's mine. That's, that's I really see, clever. I see a man. bunch of Jack Higgins on the call. That's mine. That's yours. Yep. Really, really clever. Good work, Ben. In the study. And that's it. I think we should end it there. I, li- I, li- I like how we end it, though. So, Jack, as always, it's been a great time, my friend. I'm looking forward till next time. Absolutely. Have a good right. day, Ben. Yep. And Take everybody, care. goodbye.